Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report for December 17, 2021. What's causing the bond yield curve to flatten? And should we be worried about it? Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Fearon Hernandez joins us today to take a look. Patrick, let's start with the very basics. What do you mean when you say the bond yield curve is flattening? Well, hi, Phil. First, thanks for having me on the program. And to answer your question, a complete yield curve would plot the yields for all maturities of a bond at a given point in time. The maturities would be on the x-axis, running, say, from three months to one year to two years and up through 10, 20, or 30 years. The current yield for each of those maturities would be plotted on the y-axis. Typically, Investors require higher yields on longer duration obligations to account for the increased risk of holding them. So the yield on longer duration obligations tends to be higher than on shorter term obligations. But by how much? That's what the yield curve gets at. If the yield on longer term obligations is a lot higher than on shorter term obligations, the yield curve slopes steeply upward. When longer term yields are only slightly higher than the yield on shorter-term obligations, we say the yield curve is flattening. And that's the situation right now. now. One way you calculate this, one way you measure the yield curve, is by simply subtracting the yield on the two-year Treasury note from the yield on the 10-year note. And there is a graph in your written comment displaying the result. Would you say that the most recent flattening has occurred relatively quickly in historical terms? Yes, the 2 to 10 year yield curve stood at almost 150 basis points as recently as May, but then it contracted to about 110 basis points by late summer. Now it's down to approximately 80 basis points. That's a pretty rapid flattening. When was the last time the yield curve flattened in this way? I really think the last time you saw something similar was about seven years ago after the taper tantrum when investors had panicked about the possibility of the Federal Reserve tapering its bond purchases. After longer-term yields rocketed higher, investors came to understand that the Fed wouldn't be able to tighten monetary policy as sharply as feared, which essentially became a green light to start buying longer obligations again and driving down their yields. Let's talk about the message today's flatter yield curve may be sending. Is it accurate to say that the front end of the yield curve may be elevated because the market is focused on inflation and anticipates rate hikes coming pretty soon from the Fed? Yes, that's exactly the case. If you focus on the 2 to 10 yield curve and the fact that it's almost 70 basis points flatter than at the end of May, you would see that about 50 basis points of that flattening came from the two-year Treasury note yield rising in anticipation of the Fed panicking about inflation and hiking interest rates. Then are rates at the long end sinking because the market anticipates Fed tightening will slow the economy longer term? That's exactly right. We think the yield curve's behavior is consistent with a fear that the Fed will tighten monetary policy too sharply and abruptly, throwing the economy into recession or at least presenting a big obstacle to growth. With a slower, weaker economy, inflation would likely be weaker and longer-term bond yields would likely fall. 
I did some reading on this. It's pretty hard to avoid the subject if you're looking at the financial media. But I saw that one Bank of America economist is saying that the bond market has been essentially pricing in a Fed policy mistake. Where does Confluence Investment Management stand on this? Do you think the odds are rising that the Fed may be squashing a long-term expansion because of short-term inflation concerns? Yes, we would agree with that. The Fed and most economists think today's high inflation rates will eventually come down, although maybe not exactly to the low levels seen just before the coronavirus pandemic. If that's true, then a dramatic Fed tightening that throws the economy into recession or produces slow, sluggish growth would be a mistake. Given how abruptly Fed Chairman Powell has swung toward tighter policy, it looks like the odds of such a mistake are rising. We've received a pretty influential economic report lately. How has the bond market reacted to this most recent report on consumer inflation released on December 10th, showing a rise of 6.8% from November a year ago? Well, it seems that investors were actually expecting the inflation figure to be a bit worse than it turned out. Over the course of Friday, bond buying picked up immediately following the news, driving yields sharply lower. Then, however, yields began rising again and ended up only modestly lower than they had been before the report. In other words, the report may have come in better than investors secretly anticipated, but the yield curve still points to concern that the Fed might tighten policy too much over the coming months. Well, the stock market seemed to take the report pretty much in stride. So would you call the most recent CPI report one that sent mixed signals? Yeah, I I think that's fair. The report confirmed that inflation is really high for now, but maybe not as bad as some people had feared. Coupled with other factors, such as relief that the Omicron mutation of the coronavirus may not be as bad as feared, that allowed investors to believe the Fed may not tighten policy as much as originally feared, and that gave a boost to equities. Patrick, do you think that there's a pretty good possibility that consumer price increases may moderate, perhaps substantially, in the next few months as supply chain issues hopefully unwind? Yeah, in all likelihood, businesses and entrepreneurs are likely to figure this thing out and the supply issues will gradually dissipate. At the same time, consumers will likely use up much of their savings and moderate their spending, while the fiscal drag from tighter federal spending compared with last year starts to take hold. Inflation almost certainly will moderate, but the process is taking longer than most of us anticipated. If that happens, do you expect the difference between short-term and long-term yields will steepen once again and the Fed may signal a delay in interest rate hikes? If the Fed does slow its tightening intentions, yes, you could see the yield curve steepen again. Even if it makes a mistake and tightens too much, the policymakers will eventually see their mistake and walk back their tightening, which would typically allow the yield curve to steepen again as investors look to faster economic growth in the future and sell off longer-term obligations. Well, with the yield curve currently flattening, is there a reasonable danger at this time that it might become inverted with the 10-year yield falling below the two-year yield? Actually, some maturities have already hit that milestone. In other words, some longer-term maturities are now yielding less than shorter-term ones. Again, we take that as a clear indication that many investors are looking for a Fed policy mistake that slows the economy too much.
would an inverted yield curve be a recession indicator? It would certainly be evidence of the possibility. Uh, Remember that many of the big structural headwinds to growth remain in place, such as global population aging, weaker population growth, high income inequality, and the like. If you add aggressive short-term interest rate hikes to the mix, you can't rule out the possibility of recession in the next couple of years. Well, looking at current conditions, is a flatter yield curve a warning sign for stock investors and a catalyst for a change in asset allocation strategies? A flatter yield curve can be a warning sign for the stock market, but it doesn't necessarily point to an immediate pullback. Quite a while can transpire before stocks ultimately run into headwinds, and it's important to remember that the Fed could get cold feet and ultimately change tack, avoiding a mistake. We on the Asset Allocation Committee will be following developments closely in the coming weeks and working to gauge the best course of action going forward. And speaking of the coming weeks, Phil, I'd like to add one more thing. This podcast is our last of 2021. Next year, our asset allocation report will shift to a bi-weekly format and be released on Mondays. The next report will come out on Monday, January 10th. From all of us at Confluence Investment Management, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous new year. Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.